her sight at home. All right, that's the end of our second segment of games. We move into our third segment now, and we start with Jets at Bills. Brian, um, this game went the way of the uh, of the Jets in the opening game of the season, that infamous game where Aaron Rodgers snapped his Achilles after after only four uh, four snaps. Um, the Bills sacked Ken Dorsey during the week, as we talked about in our in our Tuesday Talking Points show, um, rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly, that's what they've done. Uh, they need badly to 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 jumpstart their season. Um, it, it didn't go their way in the in the in in the uh, in New Jersey earlier this season. Uh, is this the one where they get right? Uh, yes, for me, they should have won the first game if it wasn't for an ace. You know, Zach Wilson puts down obviously the overtime punch to him, but obviously things have moved on quite drastically for both sides over the course of the season. And um, I think we might see a bit of an uplift with Joe Brady coming in. Not necessarily think it's going to be something that will be. Consistent over the course of the remainder of the season, how the offense, I still think it's going to have its struggles. It's up and down each week. And um, I, I read, I saw the Bills fan actually during the week. He, he's stateside and he said that, yes, people are delighted that Dorsey's gone and, and he does listen to the show. He said, you, you're a bit, doing a bit of a disservice because we, we, you called out all the various different numbers as to why it wasn't his fault on the, in, on the game on Monday. But yeah, over the course of that game and over the course of the season, where do you have? struggled for years as the run game and the run game has actually been a lot better than people suggested this year with Cook and on Monday they didn't they got the run game going then they got away from then he came back for it it wasn't a consistent like comprehensive football that's one of the key things that have been frustrating a lot of Bills fans and he they're kind of glad they're going to they think they'll see something different from Brady and he's an opportunity he's got seven games to kind of try and win the, win the role come forward and they think there'll be an up, I, I think there'll be an upward core of an upward lift necessarily the remainder of the season with this game because let's be fair what, what we saw it again last Sunday Zach Wilson you know, what more do we have to say he's not the answer and we can listen to I was going to say Mo Salah listen to Robert Salah go up and do all the press conferences he likes and he can he can say whatever he likes but maybe as Carlos said earlier but you know get someone off the street you probably get Mo Salah back there as quarterback he would do a better job than Zach Wilson um, builds for me builds back game uh, the, the Jets column had their their they had a players only meeting earlier during this week. And uh, Michael Carter cut the other the other story there from the Jets this week. They're making changes, but uh, probably not the right changes to 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 get anything going against the Bills. Um, I like Brian can't see anyway uh, other than than a Bills victory in this one. Jets are a tough watch at the best of times. This is one to to watch from behind the couch for for fans of uh, of offensive football when the when the Jets are on the ball. I'm intrigued by Brian's uh, friend in, in the States who's kind of criticizing and saying, oh, you're not taking it into context. Okay, week one, Josh Allen has a terrible game, loses yeah. his mind, keeps throwing the ball away. Uh, week two, they put 38 on the Raiders. Week three, they put 37 on the Commanders. Week four, they put 48 points on the Dolphins. Like, what? And, and, they, and, and a few weeks later, they're moving off of the OC. Like, come on. Like, I know this is the insanity that 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 it's it's it Bills fans scrambling around yeah. and looking and, and cognitive dissonance trying to say that if we if we do this like Sean McDermott has we've talked about it he moved off to the the DC he fell out with Brian Dable he's now moved off of Ken Dorsey he's blamed everybody uh, but but himself the the Bills are are rocking but like what they needed more than anything was stability. They played a stupid game of football on Monday night. They were absolutely stupid on both sides of the ball. 
Josh Allen made some dumb plays, which he is prone to do. He also made some brilliant plays. Yeah, they got away from the run game because a Cook um, got stripped of the the ball in the the you know first play. Is who who and, made and that then decision? dropped it of his own volition. <laughs> Very lucky was to was to get it back, as you said, the Aussie rule style hop. Yeah, I mean, what I put whose decision work did Sean McDermott have input into that? Because we know McDermott has had input into the offense at at times. Um, and and if they don't have the twelve men, then I don't think Ken Dorsey's getting sacked. So to me, it took, that just didn't make sense. But equally, they are going up, and this the AFC East doesn't make any sense this year uh, because yeah. the, the Jets don't either. I mean, what is going on, Brian? You you rightly alluded to it there. What is going on? with continuing to play Zach Wilson. Like he Salah went on a radio show, um, not this week but last week, and was asked point blank, why are you not playing Trevor Simeon? Why do you not go to him? Because the feeling is that he would surely give us a better opportunity. And <laughs> Salah said he couldn't give an answer. He hummed and hawed and stumbled and he said, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I mean like Come on, everybody can see it. Like, and when you are coming out, that's that's to avoid incriminating yourself. If people are not familiar with the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution. You can plead the fifth in order to avoid incriminating yourself. So, what was Salah trying to avoid saying? Um, I I feel I talked about it earlier. I feel for the Browns defense because they're being let down. I feel for a Jets defense. That is um, also, um, you know, being let down. Uh, the Bills at home should have enough. Um, but both of these franchises, I think, have some soul searching to do. Brian, the Seahawks are at the Rams this week. That's always, uh, a, again, another very tightly contested divisional clash. Uh, the Rams bloodied their nose earlier this season. Slightly surprisingly, Rams get yeah. Matthew Stafford back, um, which which lines up nicely for, for a close contest. Um uh, much closer than might have been the case had Brett Rippon been in a QB. Um, the Rams have flashed at times and and, and looked like um, they, they've surprised a, a few people at, at, at various points. Seahawks, on the other hand, have been a little bit up and down. Um, defensively, they've started to click again over recent weeks after taking a, a very bad beating against the, against the Ravens. Um, they bounced back well and, and got one uh, out in difficult circumstances at times against the Commanders. Um, I see this one being a tight one. Still see it probably being a Seahawks win on the road, but um, you hesitate to, to pick a winner in this one because it has been such a, a such a back and forth one over the years. Yeah, and we've always discussed this the nature of when these two play them. It doesn't matter what the circumstances of each team or the form or what records they have. When it's vice versa, won't have a struggle a poor season due to you know making making waves and going to the playoffs. They always find each other to play each other tough. It's reflective of the odds. You look at the handicap for the game. And a minus one for the Seahawks. Again, as you said, I don't think that would have been the case if Matthew Stafford wasn't declared available and coming back and on these practice, practice footy over the course of this week. I think the Rams are going to regress slightly in terms of, okay, they have some great players who've come in and make a huge impact and it's great to see. I suppose they're probably quite optimistic about those players having seen them firsthand in, in, in training camps and stuff. But we saw what happened to them when they played against the Cowboys. We saw the struggles in even in Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, albeit it wasn't Matthew Stafford. I don't think they've enough players to consistently, consistently go in these games. I think Seattle need this. They're going to play the 49ers next Thursday night. It'll be a dogfight, I think. Seattle just about come out. 
Colin, one of the reasons Stafford injured, of course, is he's taken a lot of punishment this season. He's taken a lot of punishment throughout his career. But uh, if you've been taking QB hits, if you've been taking sacks, Seahawks are not the team you want to play. Boye Mafe broke a franchise record last week with a seventh straight game with a sack. And um, the Seahawks, I think, are the second or third uh, in the uh, in the bag charts this year. They've been getting to the quarterback a lot and causing some damage. That could be one of the keys to this game. Yeah, no, I think it absolutely could. But um, I suppose for for me, like Sean, Sean McVay, uh, it's the Jetsons. Uh, it's uh, always looking forward, always looking to try new things. Uh, Pete Carroll is Huckleberry Hound. Uh, if you remember, Huckleberry used to take on all sorts of uh, different jobs, ended up in space at one point. Uh, Pete, Pete is kind of this, uh, like this is what the third or fourth iteration of the Seahawks. Uh, that that uh, is is out there. I'm surprised, I suppose, that, that Matthew Stafford is back in some ways, right? Not for the player because he is so tough and he has shown that throughout his career. But like he was, he's not just carrying one knock; like he's carrying a number of knocks. And um, like they're, they're, yet they're trotting him back out there. And as I say, Connor, like this is a Seahawks side that are very physical, like very very physical. So. I am a little bit surprised by that. I think given the, the fact that it is a divisional matchup, it will be testy, it will be feisty, it will be close. Um, but I, I do have the Seahawks coming out on top. Right, next up is the Sunday Night Football game, Vikings at Broncos. Um, people make an incredible case for this game to be flexed a couple of weeks ago, but um, you know yeah. Be careful what you wish for. You know, you look at it now and these are the two, arguably the deep two form teams in the NFL. The Vikings have officially the league's longest winning streak as it stands, five five games for them. And um, Broncos pulled out their third win in a row and looked like they're they're starting to get it together, may turn the corner. We'll get the expert view in a moment from from from, from the Denver faithful. But uh, this is actually quite a quite an entertaining looking Sunday night football game. Waiting all day for Sunday night, isn't it? That's where Colin's going to be down. Um, and, and it's going to be a difficult, it's going to be a difficult day within that household up in the White Hall because Colin's, uh, you know, Colin's wife is a Vikings fan, so they may not want to talk to each other over the course of the day and slogan up late around 20 to watch the game together. But for me, it's the Broncos. Um, this is like a good storyline that we're starting to see in Gallup I don't know what it never to be at Lending and being in the playoffs, but it's given Sean, like we're seeing the Sean Payton effect for me now. Obviously, I'm right to call the other day shows, just torn his defense around Bernard Moy, what we saw earlier on in the season. But Joshua Dobbs had two home games. Like, I'm trying to come up for it. I have an narrative every week as to why he shouldn't win games, and yeah, he keeps winning games. And that the first one was, you know, he won the game, but actually, if you look at his play throughout the course of the game, having come in from Hall, he wasn't great. But he got it over the line in the last minute. Last week, I didn't think he'd have enough within a week to get himself ready. But by now, he should be well prepared. But it's still Joshua Dobbs for me. It's Sunday Night Football going into Denver and in the prime time games in particular. And it hasn't been so great of late because obviously the difficulty is the performance. But in this instance, where they are right now, I think they'll have more enough defensively to do a number on Joshua Dobbs and put themselves in a position to win this game. But ultimately, it'll come down to whether the game manager quarterback that we have in the endeavor as opposed to the one that we brought in and they were just enough to get them over the line. But now I think Williams in particular running back will be the leading right here. Run them to a victory. As opposed to Russell Wilson being the man that wins them the game. Broncos for me. 
Broncos for you. Okay, interesting, because the, the Vikings have been my, my bet noir over recent weeks. It was the Steelers. Every time I, I called the Steelers to lose, they pulled one out. And the Vikings, I thought, like you, the Joshua Dobbs thing would be one and done. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't see a second week. But everything seems to be going well in Minnesota at the moment, which you can't. By the narrative of this season means that this might be the game when they when they crash down to earth. Broncos are favourites, Connor. Just, just, just. Yeah. Up in India. yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. And the one interesting thing at the weekend, I that uh, pass touchdown pass from Wilson to Cortland Sutton after the the scramble was, according to Next Gen stats, and Next Gen stats is not in existence that long, so I don't want to overstate the case here. But it's only since 2017 in the history of Next Gen stats, that is the most improbable touchdown pass by completion. Expected completion percentage on that play was 3.2%. Cortland Sutton makes an unbelievable grab. The, the throw was half decent, but you know the ball is thrown up in the air. It should have been incomplete. It could easily have been a pick. Cortland Sutton makes an unbelievable grab. The Broncos have the run game going. I think defensively they've looked a lot better. Peyton is getting Wilson to do the things that you want late-stage career Russell Wilson to do. Plus, you know, the scrambling ability has been there. We talked about Russell looking an awful lot fitter. Russell's put in the work. You know, there's there's there, there's some, some signs of the old Russell there when you need it. Um, but for the most part, he's done what he's been told to do. And, you know, his yards per attempt, his yards per completion are, are, are way down on his peak. Yes, but he's completing passes. He's moving the ball up the field. And it's been working better, a lot better the last couple of weeks. The Josh Dobbs show finally has to run out of steam, I feel. And uh, I actually think this is the place where it's going to happen. I, I'm a little bit reluctant to, to call against Brian Flores' defense because I think they can they can cause a lot of trouble. And, you know, he's being talked about as a potential assistant coach of the of the year we've 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 talked at length at times on what he's done to turn around that defense which was their big achilles heel last season and they've done brilliantly to paper up the cracks not having you know, justin jefferson there as we've talked about but i think it comes to an end in denver on sunday night column what do you think uh yeah you're both very confident in in the broncos which um you know, coming off the back obviously you beat the the bills and you beat the the chiefs but i think in both games they they beat the the name like Bachelor Holmes was clearly suffering a flu the, the Bills found a way like if they didn't have 12 men on the field how differently would everyone feel about the the Broncos right now um and and so that my my concern is that the Broncos the Bills defense um was has been terrible over the past few weeks whereas the Vikings defense hasn't so I think ultimately this is going to come down to can Russ find a, a way against the blitz because Brian Flores is blitzing at um, you know almost three times the rate of the the next highest in the, the league so he is it, it's like they're playing a different sport and I think that will be be fascinating uh, Russ should be experienced enough to do that and I do think Javante Williams is is a key to this. Um, th- there's also the fact that I suppose the you know the Chiefs' offense has struggled a little bit through you know over the past few weeks. So I do take that into consideration. And um, the the Bills that had their their own issue, but having Justin Simmons back makes a, a real difference. Uh, and I think he um, probably hasn't gotten the the kudos that he deserves. I think also moving on from guys like it's it's interesting. I think there are a number of factors to it. I think it it's a testament sometimes to stuff we don't see, like getting Frank Clark 
and Randy Gregory out of the locker room has only been a good thing. Um, having Kareem Jackson um, not be able to play because he's suspended has actually been a, a good thing. Um, because they're they're at home and 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 because of it Sean is. It's Taylor. a long time since we've seen on someone almost decapitated on a, on, a, on a football field. I've actually forgotten he was he was suspended. Yeah, there there you go. No 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 Kareem Jackson. Now I, I will say it was funny because there was a hit the head on Sutton um, during the during Monday night's game, and there were quite a few Broncos fans. Um, you know, were were highlighting this, but a lot of those were the same same people who said Kareem Jackson apparently hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, a few weeks before. Um, that's always interesting uh, to me. And that's not just Broncos fans. That tends to be all fans uh, can't, you know, lose their objectivity. Um, Brian would never, ever do such a thing, of course. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go probably, he- um, you know, heart over head here. Uh, I, I do think the Vikings are going to cause all sorts of issues uh, for the, the Broncos. I do think they're a defense that the Broncos haven't faced. But at home, um, Sean Payton seems to have the team playing really well and Javante and um, P. Ryan have been a, a really effective kind of one-two punch so um, I, I'm i going to go for the, the Broncos to, to win but I, I think that they're probably going to have to score um, they're going to ha- have to have to score more points than they have at any point uh, in the course of the season in order to do so Go sweep who the thunk it now. We saved the best to last, Brian. Um, Eagles at Chiefs. What a Monday night football matchup to have. Repeat of the Super Bowl. Um, both teams flying mm-hmm. high, although the Chiefs down by the Broncos uh, in, in in recent weeks, as as Colin was just pointing out there. Um, do we get a different result from the Super Bowl? Yes, for me. I think the Eagles will go in and take care of business in this game, predominantly down to the fact that. We've yet to see the Chiefs really flourish offensively. And um, I was listening to Peter King's podcast last week. He had the opportunity to interview Mahomes straight after the game in Frankfurt, in which he said, we are going to get this corrected. You can you can guarantee that. And in all likelihood, they might get it corrected. They might resolve the issue. And we probably not likely would see them, you know, potentially in the Super Bowl, certainly in the championship game. But they've had two weeks off now to get it right. And I'm looking at the players. I'm looking at the numbers. And with the exception of week seven and week, week six and week seven, where one of them was against the Broncos, and I can't recall the other game. I think it might have been the Bears game. And um, Kelsey has Kelsey went over 100 yards in both those games. They've had they've not done that since. But a player, you know, you know, no offensive player, there's a receiver at the end, and he is the only player that's still for them this season. That concerns me. And you've been calling him for weeks, Connor. They don't have the players that they're disposed offensively. 31 targets more than any other receiver on their team. Your tight end has 31 targets more than anyone else. Says it all, but like. With being kind of shot for and he was non existent in that game in in Prime uh, goes from the so high where he's unplayable. And then this game is where essentially either they take him out of playbook or they just can't get him going whatsoever. So it's a very interesting one. Um, I think the Eagles offensively will, will put up points. And then you're asking the question I think Chiefs could do it the same. And I don't think the Canon is where they are right now in this season. I think the Eagles go in and win and I could be here on Tuesday morning going to go, what was I thinking? Because it's the Chiefs and Omar and Monday night. Agnolo will navigate a victory with a defensive performance. And maybe that's the case. But for me, I'm just, I'm leaning against right now because of where both teams are in the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same way. I have to say, I wasn't impressed by, by what I saw of the, of the Chiefs in, in, in Frankfurt either. Um, I was watching that game on te- television. Obviously, I know you guys were there, but 
Um, it, it's not clicking. I know Mahomes has been trying very hard. Andy Reid has been trying very hard. They've clearly been consciously trying to spread the ball around. Um, and, and it's not quite working. Defensively, they, but they've been lights out. Um, we've talked about you know their secondary in, in particular. And, and McDuffie and Legarius Sneed have been unbelievable. Two of the best performing defensive backs. Sneed, the definition of the, the lockdown corner. Uh, his battle with AJ Brown is going to be explosive. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, and you know the Eagles have tended to find ways to pick on even the best cornerbacks in the league. And, and Brown, probably with the exception of CG, CD Lamb, is the the form receiver at, at the moment. But I just think the Eagles have so many ways they can beat you. The Chiefs really don't anymore. Like the, and you feel kind of weird backing against Patrick Mahomes because he is the way to beat an, any team, and and he's proven it time and time and time again. If they meet by the end of the season, if they meet in the Super Bowl, which is the only way they can meet again, I might think very differently on it. And the Chiefs have a record of figuring these things out over the course of the season. You can see them working very hard at it at the at the moment in their lab. But I don't think it comes right for them in this game. I should think the Eagles are just in a better place. They look to me like that classic veteran team that knows exactly what it needs to do to navigate through the regular season and they'll come alive in the playoffs. I think they've got plenty more potential in them. I don't think they've looked anything like um, emptying the tank so far this year. I think, um, but they're going to have targeted this game. I think they'll want to put down a marker as well. I mean, they were so close to winning that Lombardi um, earlier this year, and I think they'll they'll want to come out of Arrowhead with a win because they'll want to leave the Chiefs thinking with something just in case they face them uh, in, the, in the finale again this year. Column. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with uh, everything you've you've both said, uh, which hasn't been the case for a lot of the evening. But in this instance, I I think yeah, I, I just ha- I think the Chiefs really are struggling now. You know, they've had the the time, and Reid really can go in, uh, you know, to to the lab, and when we've seen them come out, um, but I I do think things just aren't quite right there at the moment. They they'll probably be fine come January. Um, but the Eagles have all sorts of ways to to beat you. And the the Dolphins, if they had more gumption, I think could have gone and won that game in Germany. I think the Eagles have that. I think they have the belief. And I think that they will want this one, right? They know that the, the, the they came out onto the field before the second half started, and I think they, everyone thought it was going to be their Super Bowl, and ultimately they weren't the ones lifting the Lombardi at the end. Um, I think they get the the victory in in this one. But um, if you are uh, a Chiefs fan, and there are quite a few a few of them, Neil Blair and others, the good news is that probably means that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are winning it because all three of us have picked the Eagles. Well, the even better news is that we have that game to look forward to at the end of, of week 11. It's, it's a great way to wrap it up. And that wraps up our week 11 preview show.